0: Welcome to Field Notes by AgChoice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an AgChoice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. I'm Rachel Sattison and with me today is Dave Fleming, Farm Accounting Officer with AgChoice Farm Credit. In this episode, we'll discuss tax planning strategies for farmers, Farm taxes have many nuances, especially in a year like 2020, and Dave will share his perspectives from his many years of serving as a farm accountant. Dave, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Rachel. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Let's begin by talking about the basics of tax planning. Really, what's the goal of tax planning, and why is tax planning especially critical in 2020 for farmers?
1: Well, tax planning, I think the ultimate goal of good long-term tax planning is to even out the peaks and valleys in income. Oftentimes people think of tax planning as a way to get income down, and that certainly is true, but there are times when it is beneficial to bring it up. So tax planning becomes a two-way street. One of the major reasons to income up is to avoid a net operating loss or an NOL, as we say in the business, because some tax attributes are nearly always lost whenever a taxpayer experiences an NOL. The other thing is to take advantage of tax credits. Uh, People love a sale, and if you think about using tax credits to pay taxes, that's kind of like paying your taxes on sale, so to speak. Uh, And there's a number of credits that are either use it or lose it, Uh, meaning if you don't use them this year, you've lost them forever. There are a few that carry over. Finally, if a taxpayer has marketplace insurance, there often are large advanced premium tax credits. And to qualify for these, you don't want your income too low or you have to repay them back. And if it's too high, you repay them back. So uh, you want to strike an even balance, a happy medium, so to speak. To the second part of your question, why in 2020? Well, it's been a year like no other. Who would have thought back in January that we've had churches and theaters closed for weeks, even into months? We would have milk sales rationed at the retail level, while at the producer level on the farm, some farmers were being forced to dump milk. We've seen huge government payments, um, or maybe instead of saying huge government payments, much larger government payments than in the past. Some commodities are up in price, some are down in price. Um, There's been quite a bit of COVID assistance, and if you go back three weeks, my coworker Kenny Nierhoof uh, he did a great job of explaining some of those programs. So the net result is some farmers have substantially higher incomes, and there are other farmers that have extremely low incomes.
0: Great, thanks, Dave. So in the case of a farm that would benefit from a tax perspective to increasing income. What tax planning strategies have you seen effectively used?
1: Well, I have about five or six that I've used. One of them, where it is feasible, is to step up income. Now, obviously, a dairy farmer can't make the cows produce more milk. Uh, to substantially change his income. But if you think about grain farmers, uh, where they have an opportunity to market grain either this year or next year, you can move up sales. And I came up with an example, and I don't want to get in the weeds too far with this, and it's an extreme example, but I've seen it happen. Let's say a farm loses $100,000 this year and makes $120,000 of profit next year. What's the two-year profit? Well, it's $20,000. So what's the tax this year? It's zero. That sounds pretty good so far. But what's the tax next year? It's over $21,000 for self-employment, Pennsylvania, and state and the local income tax. That is enough to get most anyone's attention. And I'm ignoring the federal income tax factor in this because I'm assuming that the NOL from this year's large loss and the standard deduction will offset the majority of that. Now, if we consider moving Sales up to sell an extra $100,000 of product this year. The break even income this year, or the income this year, is still zero, and the taxes are zero. And he has next year's income is going to be $20,000 because he had the extra sales this year. And his total tax bill will be in the range of about $3,600. So we're looking at saving about $18,000 over by good tax planning. Now some people say, well I expect the price of the commodity to go up next year. And in this case I checked corn prices uh, from one of the major buyers in western Pennsylvania and they were offering four forty nine a bushel last Friday. The good tax planning though amounts to another eighty one cents a bushel on those twenty two thousand bushels that would have to be sold to generate an extra 100000 of income. So tax planning is worth about $0.81 a bushel in this case. And the offer on July corn next year is only about $0.09 more than what it was last Friday. So uh, you have kind of a surefire win-win by using good tax planning. Now, that's probably the most complicated one uh, that I've used. But uh, other things are delay prepaying. Uh, Or maybe even if you have some expenses that are due in December, wait until January 2nd to pay them. Uh, People worry about losing a discount on prepayments like for seed corn, but usually the tax savings is much greater than what the discount on the seed corn is. You can also capitalize larger repairs and then depreciate them over five or seven years. You can slow down depreciation by using straight-line depreciation. Another alternative is to take Section 179 on capital purchases if there is no other earned income. It will be disallowed and it will carry forward to next year. You have to be careful on this one, though, because next year you can't decide how much Section 179 you're going to take. It's going to take the amount, an amount equal to the Uh, earned income on the tax return. Also, if you have crop insurance, you can delay uh, crop insurance payments on 2020 losses until 2021 for federal tax purposes. Pennsylvania doesn't allow this, though.
0: So let's look at the opposite side. For a farm who would benefit from a tax perspective in bringing income down, what do you recommend, Dave?
1: First, Pay any open accounts. That will save on taxes. And also, if you think about the interest charges on those open accounts that suppliers charge, that's the highest interest that the farmer's paying on the farm. So there's a twofold benefit there. Secondly, prepay expenses. Um, I like to think of prepaying things like feed on a livestock farm because you're going to start using that feed right away in January. You start getting those prepayment dollars back. Um, Prepaying spring crop inputs is good. As I mentioned previously, you can sometimes get some discounts on things like seed, Lock in some favorable prices on fertilizer. You can use bonus depreciation and or Section 179 on qualifying capital purchases to bring income down. Um, You can defer crop insurance payments. Also, in some cases, an IRA can be used to bring down federal tax.
0: Thanks, Dave. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about taxes and tax planning today?
1: Yes. We have been living most of my life in a period of falling taxes. Um, ever since 1980, we've seen uh, falling taxes, starting falling tax rates, starting with the Kemp Roth tax bill. And right through till the past few years. In fact, even if you go back a little further, President Kennedy had some tax cuts in the 60s. Our tax rates are at extremely low levels. And as my coworker, Kenny Neerhoof pointed out, uh, $100,000 of income in 1980 was equivalent to $316,000 in 2020. However, in 1980, you had a 59% marginal tax rate on that. And in 2020, we have a 24% tax rate. That is huge. Um, maybe it's time to pay some taxes before tax rates go back up. Also, I would like to say that I'm thankful to be a part of Ag Choices accounting records and tax team. It's a group of tax professionals who are thoroughly familiar with farming, and we stand ready to help you with taxes, preparing income taxes, and a complete suite of tax and accounting-related services.
0: Dave, this has been very helpful in better understanding potential tax planning strategies for farmers depending on their individual situations. Thanks for joining our podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me, Rachel. I've enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by AgChoice posted at agchoice.com podcast.